if you're leading an organization, where are you going to go? What, what do you believe in? What's your purpose? And these are the kinds of questions and thoughtful reflections and answers that are going to help you figure that out and lead an organization. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Chaos, a great way to describe 2020, chaos. It is important for leaders to know how to lead through chaos through multiple challenges. We have faced chaotic times, and yes, I hate to break it to you, we will face them again. This is your host, Jeff Tun, and you are listening to Status Go. Today, I'm joined by Sean Murray, the CEO of Real-Time Performance in Seattle, Washington. Real-Time Performance has been working with companies for over 20 years to assess and to develop their leaders. Their clients include some of the biggest brands in the world. We're going to talk about leadership in chaos, leadership and brand, and then talk about why that is important to you as a technology leader. Sean is also the host of the podcast, The Good Life, where he explores topics related to personal growth, development, and leading a meaningful, flourishing life. The show focuses on the most important investment we all make, investing our time wisely to get the most out of life. Welcome to the show, Sean. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Uh, I'm excited about our conversation today, Sean. I think uh, I think our audience is really going to enjoy some of the insights that you bring today. As we dive in, I want to talk a little bit more about your work. You've been helping to develop leaders for 20 years. How is 2020 different? How is it the same? Well, uh, we'll start with the different piece. Uh, feels a lot different, looks a lot different. You know, we're with COVID, we're in unprecedented times, uncharted territory, we all know. And so there's there's no map to follow. There's no script. It feels different than the other crises I've dealt with, uh, with my own business and helping leaders that I work with, you know, the, the dot-com bubble, the great financial crisis and so forth. Feels different because it really, you know, there's no script on how we're how we're going to work through this, and it's impacting each industry in a different way. I'm working with a, a client in the in the timber products industry, and you know how it impacts that industry is going to be different than say a client in the in the hotel or uh, hospitality industry. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. I was just uh, last week visiting my cousin who runs a, a small resort in Oregon. And it's on a lake and it's in a fairly remote place and she's doing great business. It's just, it's, she's having the best year she's ever had because wow. people are coming up from California. Uh, you know, people aren't traveling to Europe, so she's doing quite well. But another client of mine, Marriott, who I've worked with for years, they're really struggling right now. So even in the same industry, you just don't know. Yeah, so that's it's, interesting. Yeah, you know, it's, it's quite different industry to industry, but what hasn't changed is human psychology and the, the things that drive us, you know, our, our desire to, to have security and safety for our families and our friends and our community, 
uh, the desire to be a part of something, a community, a tribe. Uh, we want to be accepted. We want to be respected by others. You know, I, I go back to Daniel Pink's work when I, when I think about what hasn't changed. And he wrote the book Drive. Mm-hmm. And he talks about mastery, autonomy, and purpose as three key drivers for human psychology. And I, that's the kind of stuff, Jeff, that hasn't changed. The human psychology will be with us and we'll need to work with that. What's going on in the external environment is often out of our control and we have to navigate through that and we will, uh, but it's, we will rely on the same sort of human psychology that's been with us for millennia. It's kind of the way that we react to the chaos around us, right? And different people react in different ways. And so I imagine as you've been working with your clients, just like you're, you were talking a, a moment ago about different industries and the impact is different. I imagine your clients are reacting to the chaos differently. So in, in a year where everyone's gotten disrupted, what's been your counsel to some of your clients? Well, one thing that I think is really important when you're going through something like this is to carve out some time to do some original thinking. One of my favorite essays in the last 10 years is by William Dershowitz. He, he was giving a speech to the pleb class at West Point. It's about 2010. And, and you can find the speech. Maybe we'll put a link to it if you can in, in your notes. It's, it was published in the American Scholar. But what he, what he told these young leaders, and he... William Dershowitz was a instructor at the time at West Point was you got to have time to solitude, to listen to your own thoughts. And he had a very interesting observation. He said, my first thought is rarely an original thought. It's when I sit and think, make connections to past experiences, to future projections, to looking at analogies, giving my subconscious time to sink in. It's when all of that happens, when I have space and quiet to do that is when I come up with an original thought. And I think we need original thinking to navigate through this, to kind of go back to what I was saying before about how it's impacting industries in different ways. You can read about how Jeff Bezos is is managing through the COVID crisis at Amazon, or you can read about Elon Musk and how he, he's going to lead Tesla through this, but that's not going to give you your playbook, your script. You as a leader really need to make sure you've got some time uh, to, to think through your own situation and, and lead your organization through that. And it's going to take uh, solitude. It's going to take some reflection, probably some writing, some thoughtful conversation with your peers and those around you. And that's where the, the innovative ideas are going to come from. Isn't it funny how something as valuable as that, as that reflection and really taking that time to think through the situation, we we don't set aside enough time to do that. We get caught up in the busyness of the day or the week, and we rarely have time to carve out for that. How do you work with your clients to help them manage that part of uh, their job, their career, being able to carve that time out? Well, you're exactly right. I mean, we are bombarded by information, by um, requests for our time, disruption. We're asked to do a lot of multitasking. 
And all of this runs counter to what we were just talking about, kind of that deep reflection and thought. Mm-hmm. And so without carving out the time, without being proactive about how you're going to invest that time, you, you'll find that it's easily taken from you. Your, your people need your time, especially in IT. You know, I work with IT leaders. It's just the, the demand on their time and the requests that, that come in are, is just uh, unprecedented. So how do we do it? If you think about what's important, and, and this is where the leadership, you know, your role as a leader really comes to the forefront is if you're leading an organization, where are you going to go? What, what do you believe in? What's your purpose? And these are the kinds of questions and thoughtful reflections and answers that are going to help you figure that out and lead an organization. And unless you're taking the time to do that, where is it going to come from? And so I think it starts with just an honest assessment of, you know, what do I need to get through this crisis? How am I going to do that? And if I don't have the, the solitude, if I don't have the time to process and think and reflect, where's that leadership going to come from? Where, yeah. where am I going to hold on to my foundation? Where's my foundation? And I think once you make that intellectual leap and that understanding that you need that foundation, then you'll have the fortitude to carve out that time because it is hard to do. You have to push things out of the way. You have to put things off to have that uh, solitude. And, and just from a practical purpose, put it on your calendar and, and secure it and make sure that no one, you know, put that hour, put that half hour, whatever it is, maybe start with a half hour if you think it's a challenge and make sure it's on your calendar and protect it and, and know that that is the most important time for you this week is to make sure you have that half hour. And then again, put it on the calendar next week so that you make sure that that's a part of your day. Do you run into a problem with with balance that perhaps uh, someone spends too much time in that reflection and they're not taking action in the in the face of chaos? Or has, has that not been an issue? You know, I think that's always a challenge. There's There's going to be a balance to reflection versus action. I find that in today's world, it's more um, the default is that we are in the reactive mode, that we are being asked to um, answer emails, we're being asked to sit in on meetings, we're being asked to uh, you know, invest our time in various activities that are kind of moving our organizations forward. Um, and, and it takes the that's almost like gravity. You have to kind of work against the gravity to carve the time out to reflect. Yeah. Now, can you can you be in too much of a reflective mode? Absolutely. And I think the key there is: Are you making progress on your goals? You know, um, re- reflection is kind of where am I going? How am I going to get there? And the activity is making progress. And if yeah. we're not making progress, we we don't feel. Um, successful. We don't feel confident in our growth. So we will be getting the message somehow through our emotions and our feelings and, and probably through our progress reports and things like that from our peers. But it is really, really important to find that time in the age like today. Yeah, where you're, it's just constant uh, barrage of, of information. So let's do a bit of a pivot. You've worked with some of the 
the iconic brands in the world. When you talk of brand, what do you mean? And then as a follow-up, why is brand an important part of leadership? Well, you know, the word originally comes from the markings that we would put onto domesticated animals. If mm-hmm. you go all the way back, you know, um, it's it's a marking that says this this animal belongs to a certain um, individual or to a certain ranch or to a certain tribe and so forth. And what a brand has evolved into is something that signifies a community, something that signifies uh, a purpose or something bigger than yourself. And the reason brands can be so critical in a time like this is, is a brand can help you navigate through and can help propel you through challenging times. Every organization is going to face a challenge at some point. And the stronger the brand, the more wind at your sails to help you through uh, a challenging time. One of, one of the mentors in my career, one of my mentors is a gentleman named Scott Bedbury, and he he was at Nike as a young director of advertising in the 1980s when Nike, working with an advertising agency, Wyden and Kennedy, developed the Just Do It campaign and got a front row seat into, in fact, he wrote the brief for Wyden and Kennedy to develop that Just Do It campaign and got to help Phil Knight build a global brand in Nike, and then he left and went to Starbucks and helped Howard Schultz, a small little um, coffee company here in Seattle called Starbucks, that and he helped Howard Schultz build that brand, probably with about one one hundredth of the of the marketing budget, by the way. And they built another brand. He's recently working with Airbnb. But Scott's been a, a mentor of mine. And one thing I do recommend is getting a mentor in another another um, function. You know, if you're in finance, get a get a mentor in marketing, or if you're in IT, maybe get a mentor in, in another area of the organization. So Scott's been a great mentor. And one of the things he taught me was the power of purpose in a brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at Nike, they have a mission statement. Uh, the mission statement is to inspire the athlete in all of us. And, and everyone is an athlete, by the way. Um, so being a part of something bigger, when Phil Knight started Nike, he didn't understand that mission. He thought the mission of the organization was to make shoes and distribute shoes, mm-hmm. running shoes for elite athletes. And it wasn't until over time really understanding what the brand was all about that they developed this idea that was about inspiring the athlete and all of us. It was something, it was something much bigger than just making shoes. And I think that's an important lesson we can take if you're develop, if you're working in IT, if you're working in finance and HR in any area of the organization, how are you helping the mission of the organization? How are you helping and furthering the purpose of why you exist and tapping into the, the power of that? It's, it can help you through a challenge like COVID and it can, it can help you as a leader to develop your team and develop your people. I, I think you, You've nailed it really well, Sean, with the, your description of brand and that and that higher purpose. So I'd love to understand: Do you, in in your work, do you get into people's personal brand? Do you, do you get at that level? 
uh, as a as a part of the overall corporate brand? Absolutely. I I think it's a good investment for each individual to spend time thinking about their own purpose. And that's something we talk about on the Good Life podcast. Uh, but it's also something I work with leaders on to understand what do you see as your own individual mission statement? Why do you exist here on earth? What do you want to do with your time? And it could involve uh, activities and goals outside of work, absolutely. But understanding that and how your personal mission statement fits with your organizational mission statement uh, is going to help you become a better leader. When it gets down to what you value and how you can draw on those values to further the mission, that's where people get a lot of inspiration. Uh, they get a lot of motivation and it can help you navigate you know, your leadership style, how you lead and you know, lift the spirit of the organization or the team you work with so that, you know, if you just take an example of IT, let's go back to Nike for a second. If, if you're working in the Nike IT organization, you may be porting your servers over to AWS and it may be a big project that you're working on. And if you just think about it in terms of IT, it can be um, challenging, right? Or it can become monotonous or it can become uh, just one more project in hundreds. But if you think about it as a, a way to inspire the athlete in all of us in some way to get people off the couch, to help people um, become a better person in some way by um, channeling the inner athlete inside, it becomes something that you know people want to be a part of, that people can get behind. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah, and I, I think it especially is important if your personal values and your personal goals align with the brand that you're working for, right? If you can have that in your life, uh, I think you're going to value and appreciate the time at work much more than if those if there's a disconnect. Would you agree with that? And and have you seen that in your work? Absolutely, and. You know, the, the leaders that I've worked with at, at some of these iconic brands, if, if they can connect their own personal brand, their own personal mission to the greater organizational mission, they, it, it becomes much more uh, natural, the leadership style. And you just, it, it's like fuel. You get some fuel to... Um, to express yourself and to be an authentic leader. And all of these aspects of leadership are important. If you want to communicate, how you communicate, how you work with others, all of this becomes a part of something bigger and uh, you tap into something much, much deeper. If, if those in the audience are interested in, in more regarding this kind of personal mission and purpose. The, uh, there's a book I recommend called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And Viktor Frankl was a psychologist, a Jewish psychologist working in Vienna before World War II. And when World War II broke out, he was eventually sent to a concentration camp. He ended up at Auschwitz, but he survived. And as he 
went through this horrific experience, he observed what was going on in his own mind and in, and in the prisoners around him. And what one of the key takeaways from that experience, and he wrote a, a beautiful short book called Man's Search for Meaning when he got out of the uh, and survived the concentration camp. But one of the key takeaways was this idea of, of purpose and individual purpose. It, he looked around and he noticed that if a prisoner had a purpose, something greater than themselves, it could have been some an artwork they were working on or, or, or a wife or a child that they were separated from, that they were holding out hope or they needed to survive to help that family member through this experience. Whatever it was, if they could tap into something, then they had a much greater chance of survival if they lost that purpose if the purpose was external to themselves like you know some some prisoners would say if i can just hold on until until christmas then i'll be fine but that's that's sort of a, an external marker it's not an intrinsic goal and and they wouldn't make it and so uh if you want to get a little insight into the power of purpose i think it's a great book and it it, it can help you if you do want to go into that reflective mode, reading something like that and then reflecting a little bit on your own life, you're not, we're not going to go through something like Viktor Frankl did, but we're going through our own challenges and tapping into that is going to be, you know, critical. Well, Sean, you know, our audience members are, are tech leaders, either working in the tech sector itself or perhaps in corporate IT. And I, and I know in your work, you work with technology pros uh, that run kind of that spectrum. Let's tie these concepts of leading in chaos and brand back to their roles specifically. So what things do you work with IT professionals on uh, related to leading in chaos and brand? Well, one thing is relationships. And the IT leaders I work with, you know, the, what, one of the focuses we've talked about is developing relationships and being consultative with those that they that they work with and by that i mean you know listening having empathy um, developing solutions that further that relationship in some way if you think about it as a means to further a purpose in an organization it really becomes a way to empower people and and to do that, you need a relationship with the people you work with. So often in, in organizations I've worked with or in the past, IT has been a, the department of no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you want a new computer, no. Um, I'd really like to have this Salesforce on my, no, we're not going with Salesforce, we're going, you know. And it's, uh, you know, I have a project of an innovative idea if we could just add something to our website. No, that's gonna have to get in the back of the line. This can be real stifling for innovation, it can be stifling for furthering the mission of the organization. So looking at each of the clients you work with within an organization as a relationship that can be developed is a powerful way to develop a, an IT organization that's really going to deliver on the mission. And that means listening, it means being empathetic, it means understanding the business challenges people face. You may have to say no in some way along the way, we all do. But it's how you do it, and it's building the relationship and the trust with those people that not only can fuel your kind of inner fire for, for leadership and give you a greater purpose, but it can help your organization um, become an IT organization that furthers a mission rather than 
you know, just moving bits and bytes around. And that's hard for the, the IT professional. And, and I assume uh, many other, I'll call them the, the back office uh, skills in uh, things like finance, HR, IT, all of those types of divisions or departments, I think probably have a similar problem in that it's difficult to always tie your day-to-day back to the broader mission or vision of the company. Are there things that you can recommend to the IT professional that would help them with that tie back to the overall mission vision? You know, that's, that's absolutely right. And just kind of going back to how we started this interview, I talked about um, my mentor, Scott Bedbury, and working in marketing organizations. The, the reason that we got connected is he, he recognized that if an organization is really going to achieve its mission, each of those functions within an organization needs to understand how they contribute. And one of the key functions is human resources and leadership. And so he would bring me in on these projects to help an organization understand how the HR systems and how the talent development and leadership can align with the mission. And it really, it's, it's as simple as asking people to make the connection and helping them make the connection, sitting, taking some time in a, in a meeting or an offsite or a workshop and asking your team to reflect on how are we furthering the mission? What, what is our mission and how are we furthering that by what we're doing? Uh, it may sound kind of banal. It may sound repetitive. Oh, people kind of already know that. But my experience is that people generally don't spend a lot of time reflecting on that or, or making the connection. And part of the job of the leader is to connect those dots for them or to give people the space to connect the dots so that people understand not just what they need to do, but why what they're doing is so important. It gets back to the topic we started about at the beginning, which was reflection and taking the time. If you're not in a leadership role, perhaps that reflection time is spent understanding how you connect to the broader mission. I think that's a great point, Sean. Absolutely. So I've got a surprise question for you. Uh, for our listeners, uh, Sean and I have been working on a project for almost a year now to develop a leadership development program based on, believe it or not, Lewis and Clark. So Sean, here's your surprise question. When you think about brand, what's the brand of the Lewis and Clark expedition? Wow, that's a great question. If you think about brand, what's the brand of the Lewis and Clark expedition? Well, as it's passed down to us today and our legacy, to me, the brand of that mission is exploration and discovery. Um, it's, it taps into any great brand is going to tap into some deep psyche of uh, the human psychology, you know, our need to belong, uh, to be part of a tribe is part of that. That's kind of the, the Nike ethos in Starbucks and just do it. And, but I would put the Lewis and Clark expedition in a different part of the human psyche that's tapping into, which is something that's also deeply embedded in our human experience, which is curiosity. Mm -hmm and exploration. It's the same brand that propelled us to the moon and propelled humankind to, to step on the moon for the first time. And Lewis and Clark really exhibit that. And 
if you go back through um, the different different kind of crises that the leaders in that um, expedition faced, you'll see they tapped into they they definitely tapped into that mission and that brand at at times to help them through the through the crisis. Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of what we've talked about today uh, can tie back uh, to some of the lessons from that expedition, and I love how you brought out curiosity and exploration because I think that ties directly to our our listeners, the the IT professional, the technology professional. One of the things that drives us in our pursuits of technology is that curiosity and the exploration of what is possible. So that is a it's a fantastic uh, tie back, Sean. As you know, here on Status Go, we are all about action. And so before we wrap, what are one or two things our listeners should do tomorrow because they listen to us today? Well, the, the first one, we've talked about it, but it's just take 10 minutes tomorrow. It could be at the beginning of your day, you got your cup of coffee, sitting down at your desk, maybe your home office, and just allow yourself time to listen to your own thoughts and think through, you know, kind of making the connection back to COVID. Um, how are you getting that? How are you navigating through COVID, helping your organization work through COVID, through your current situation? And, you know, like William Dershowitz says in that speech, your first thought is often not an original one. And give yourself time to really reflect and think through how you can do it. No one's going to write the script for you in, in your particular area of your organization and your industry. That's it's really up to you. And that's that's your role as a leader, no matter where you are in the organization. So spend some time, reflect. I often encourage people to write down those thoughts because they will slip away. So and the act of writing will help you reflect. So that so that's one thing. And if I had to give one other piece of advice, it's Go back to your mission statement in your organization. Um, dig it out. Maybe it, maybe you know it by heart because it's something that people talk about all the time in your organization. Or maybe it's sort of buried and it's not as um, accessible as you might want it to be. But dig it out, find it, read it, and ask yourself how you're aligning with that mission, how you're furthering that mission, how your team is furthering that mission. So many great insights can come from that question and that reflection. It can help you determine how you're going to lead, can help you communicate to your team and make connections to uh, a greater purpose, which is going to be inspiring and motivating. It may even open some insights into where you should be spending your time and and potential innovation and creativity and discovery. Um, So those are two, two activities I highly recommend, Jeff. Sean, that is great advice for our listeners. And and I really want to thank you for being on our show today. I, I so much enjoy chatting with you. I, I feel like I come away uh, from every conversation with new nuggets of wisdom, uh, new insights. So I really appreciate you sharing those with our audience today. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation as well, Jeff. To our listeners, If you have a question or want to know more, go to intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. And I think we'll be able to put some links to the the speech and perhaps the books that, that Sean mentioned as well for the show notes. This is Jeff Tun for Sean Murray. Thank you very much for listening. 
You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.